This is Richard Cloutier Reports on 680 CJOB. Secret Path tells the harrowing story of a 12-year-old First Nations boy in Ontario who died back in 1966 after running away from an Indian residential school near Kenora. Gord Downey says he learned the story of Chani Wenjak, who was misnamed Charlie by his teachers from a McLean's Magazine article back in 1967. This morning, Downey announcing that uh, the album, accompanied by a graphic novel that delves into the tragedy of the residential school system, the proceeds of that will go to the University of Manitoba Center for Truth and Reconciliation. It is headed by Ry Moran, and he joins us now on 680 CJOB. Ry Moran, a range of emotions, I think, accompany this. Um, when you first learned of not only the story telling involved here, but that proceeds would be going to what you folks are doing at the University of Manitoba, what was your reaction? Well, of course, we're just so deeply thankful for Gord's work and bringing the story forward and for his generosity in recognizing that both his voice and uh, the proceeds from the album can be put to a lot of good in this country to make some real change and to really honour these these children that never came back from the schools. So we're just incredibly thankful for his vision and his voice. Who was this 12-year-old young man? Well, Channy or, or Charlie was a young boy uh, from up in the community that I'm actually in right now, Agoki Post, way up in northwestern Ontario. It's a small community, you know, a couple hundred people. And uh, like so many kids uh, across the country, he was pulled out of here and, and sent hundreds of kilometers away uh, down to Kenora to the Cecilia Jeffrey Residential School. You know, Charlie is uh, a young man. Uh, he had a really loving home, uh, mom and dad that cared for him a lot. Uh, his dad actually followed up with the school just to make sure that he was being well taken care of just a week before Charlie decided to run away from the school. His parents were really tried to be as involved in, in his life as they could be uh, in recognition of the fact that they had no choice on whether or not their, their kids got sent to school. And Charlie one day um, decided to to flee the school, and uh, right at that period of time, in the early uh, in the late 60s, there, 1966, kids were running away from that school all the time, trying to get away from it. So he ran away, and uh, you know he's a young guy, 12 years old, and it's late October, it's cold. Uh, he's just got a light shirt on, and he ended up making it about uh, 12 and a half miles outside of Reddit, Ontario equipped only with uh, seven matches in his pocket and, and a railway map at the time and eventually succumbed to the elements and, and passed away on the side of the railroad tracks. His body was found October 23, 1966 by an engineer on the railway. What was going on at that school at the time? Well, that school seemed to go through a pretty rough period there. Uh, What we know is that um, runaways were almost to, you know, epidemic proportions, I guess, from the perspective of the school. Uh, There was, you know, lots of kids running away every week trying to get out of there. And uh, at the same time, uh, you know, the the documentary history shows that 
some pretty serious concerns about abuse uh, that were happening at the school and, and the number of investigations that, uh, you know, and correspondence that was related to that. And, you know, the TRC's reports, uh, especially the missing children report of the TRC, really documents the story of that uh, school quite well. And, you know, if listeners are out there and they want to learn more about it, uh, that report's available online. And, uh, you know, a quick search of, of the school in, in Kenora reveals some pretty harrowing uh, stories of what was happening. Physical, emotional, sexual abuse. Certainly, it seemed like uh, like the physical abuse was pretty pretty real at that school at the time, and uh, you know that's in addition to all of the other stuff that is just typical in those schools. And I think that's one of the things that the graphic novel and and the animated film that Gord's done is really shows in a in a very powerful way. Is just kind of that starkness and the loneliness and, and the, the elements of, of the school experience that were so impactful on kids, like just sleeping alone in a bed, you know, uh, being away from home, uh, having your hair cut off. Uh, you know, you got to think about how bad it had to have been for a young 12-year-old boy to embark on such a, a difficult and really dangerous journey. Um, and... Uh, you know, when, when it ends up resulting in a death, it, it, it makes it that much more tragic. Tell us what's going on at the community that you're in and who's all there. Tell us what's going on today. Well, today um, today is a bit of a quieter day. Uh, we're, we're just all sort of <laughs> um, responding to this amazing work that, uh, that Gord has done. Uh, he's going to be visiting the, the gravesite. Charlie's graveside uh, today with Charlie's sister uh, this morning before we fly out. Yesterday we spent a lot of time collectively together, um, Gord's family, Charlie's family, uh, folks like myself, uh, the Grand Chief, uh, both from Nkiyot and Manitoba and Nishnabiaski Nation. Spending time in the community, um, meeting with family, uh, sharing stories, and, and most importantly, Gord bringing his work into the community. Uh, to show the community how he has lent his voice uh, to this to this struggle, and then in turn the community really turning around and, and acknowledging and recognizing Gord for for this work that he's done and and is going to continue to do uh, through through this album. So yesterday it was very powerful. You know, I was, uh, I was uh, spent a bunch of time in in Pearl's house, uh, sitting chatting, huddled around the laptop watching the the uh, songs on on on, on Gord's laptop, uh, so we played it back to the family, and then at the end of the day, uh, you know, the community presented Gord with a, a number of ceremonial items, blankets, uh, moccasins, a beautiful vest. Uh, Gord sat around the the drum and actually drummed with the with the singers. They handed out a bunch of tragically hip T-shirts to all the kids, and uh, it was just a really powerful powerful day. Can you help us understand? why this is so important to Gord? You know, I think what Gord feels is that, you know, I think he's felt like there's been something that's kind of been off with our country. Just something hasn't really been right. And I think he's felt that for a really long time. And then I think when he really started finding out about these stories that had occurred in the residential schools. He was shocked. I think he was saddened. Uh, I think he was really profoundly moved. 
and I think he felt like this is the secret that Canada's been covering up for all these years. This thing that, in his words, he says, makes us really not a real country yet. Sort of makes us kind of a make-believe country where we're kind of living this national myth or this national lie even that we're this kind of home of the strong and free when in fact, you know, we've been incarcerating kids in residential schools for the better part of our existence. So I think, you know, for him, I think, you know, he found that when he started hearing about this story and, and learning more about it, he, he just really reacted strongly, I think, because he hadn't been taught this in school and, and he thought about all the people around him that hadn't been taught this history or hadn't been taught this these uh, these realities. And that's where I think he's he's really wanted to lend his voice to this to the struggle for recognition. Ryan Moran is with us on six eighty CJOB from the Center for Truth and Reconciliation at the University of Manitoba. Uh, he is at a First Nation near Kenora, Ontario, with Gord Downey of The Tragically Hip. They've announced today that an album and graphic novel about residential schools um, will be uh, released, and all the proceeds will go to the Centre for Truth and Reconciliation. And a graphic novel is so important because while albums and music reach people, um, the in-your-face storytelling in a graphic novel uh, poignant as it is, shocking as it is, tells the story that needs to be told to to really bridge the gap that still exists in this country. What uh, are you folks doing at the center? Take a moment and explain uh, how the money will be used and what you folks are are doing at the University of Manitoba. Well, I think there's a couple of really critical areas that um, we're going to focus on you know through through Gord's contribution, one is is the realization of some of the very important calls to action that the TRC issued to continue to identify and understand how many kids went missing from the schools, how many never returned, and, and make every effort possible to identify and commemorate those kids. That's a huge piece of work because you know already the the TRC has identified over three thousand. I mean we know it's higher than that, and you know to put things in perspective. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of documents that the TRC wasn't able to review just by virtue of when they showed up at the TRC's offices. So we've got to do a lot more research, a lot more digging, uh, and a lot more dialogue out there with communities to make sure that these kids like Charlie are being identified and remembered. The other big thing that, you know, Gord's really passionate about and, and really wants to see happen is he wants to see this stuff get into schools. And uh, I think there's a collective understanding uh, from us at the center, uh, from the TRC, and and hundreds of others, you know, thousands of others across the country, uh, least of which being Gord, that um, education is the path to the future on this and that we've got to start uh, getting this information into the schools. And this is going to happen sooner rather than later. So already we're enjoying some really great uh, working relationships with educators right across the country. You know, we, we've signed a really exciting and fantastic partnership with the province of Alberta to train or to assist in, in the training of 42,000 uh, teachers out there in that province. And having these types of materials, especially, as you say, in, in graphic form that uh, can come into schools and really help young learners better understand this history, is largely going to be what's what's going to make the change that uh, is really so necessary. Ryan Moran, thanks so very much for joining us today. Uh, give our best to all the folks there. And, of course, Gord Downey, our thoughts and prayers are with him as uh, he 
does this mission that I know he does not and will not fail at. Thanks so very much for joining us. Okay, thank you. I'll be sure to pass that on. Ryan Moran. Richard Cloutier reports on 680 CJOB.